Hello, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. It's been a few months since I've had put one of these up. Uh, COVID kind of got in the way of having guests and uh, other things have taken priority. Um, I took a lot of time and I've launched a YouTube channel. So if you want more of this, uh, or if you want, actually, no, not more of this, kind of different. If you want to see more of my adventures and my outdoor stuff and uh, what I get up to in my free time, uh, go check out my YouTube channel. It's uh, No More Wasted Days. That's that's the, what the channel is called. So if you just give that a, a Google or a, or a YouTube, uh, it'll, it'll it should pop up. Uh, I've got uh, one video up now and another will be coming soon. So please, please go check that out. Give it a like and a subscribe if you want more. Uh, as for this episode, I've had my friend Will on. He's uh, he's a good friend of mine from university. Uh, and we talk a little bit about his YouTube channel in it. Uh, but I don't think we ever mention it. So his YouTube channel is... Uh, uh, dashing and dining it's about cars and food um, two things that he's very passionate about so definitely definitely give that a give that a look see and a like and a subscribe if you're into it um, this episode we filmed outside for covid reasons um, so we're using uh, lav mics uh, hooked up to our collars when we're talking uh, it the audio turned out pretty good i'm pretty i'm pretty happy with the audio turned out but if you sometimes hear some background noise some kids laughing the wind picks up every now and then. Uh, that's that's why I do mention it at the beginning, but just to let you know. Um, and yeah, I also have some intro music, so I will let you guys listen to that now. Thank you, and enjoy. Welcome back to uh, another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. Been on hiatus for about five months because of COVID. Haven't done a new one since then. Uh, we are recording from outside on kind of on top of a bit of a windy hill. So if the mics get a little windy, that's why. Um, COVID safe podcast out here. Sure. Today I am joined by uh, my good, good friend, uh, Will and Son. I don't know if I've ever actually called you that before. No, no one calls me by my full name like that. It's usually just Willie or Will or something. Stupid. Hannah calls you Willin. Hey? Hannah calls you calls you Willin. Yeah, she's allowed to. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Devin calls you Willin. Yeah. Yeah, but he's allowed to. He's allowed to. <laughs> You're allowed to too, man. Uh, Will's just easier for me to say. It is. And yeah, <laughs> like, it rolls off the tongue. If better. you prefer Willin, I'll go Willin. I but prefer anything that you prefer. All right, all right. You're Nancy Drew then. I'm Nancy Drew. Hello. Will drives a uh, yellow Honda S2000 convertible. Yes. Uh, he, I wanted to have you on the podcast, Will, because I like to have people on who inspire me to do shit. Uh, and you just uh, you just up and started this YouTube channel. You're like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. You didn't talk about it that much. You just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, man, that's life. You know, I, I wanted to do it for a long time. And I think it's been a really good way to express myself and to just enjoy. And it's a really good excuse to 
drive nice cars and drive <laughs> you get to drive cars. some really nice cars yeah and to, you know just experience it because i think it's worth it worth all the work and everything and the funny thing is like i'm happy to be here because you inspire me quite a bit man oh, like, i appreciate that it's uh it's important to surround yourself with uh, good people it is and people who inspire you absolutely i think that's that's one of the goals of life yeah. For a while, I fell into the trap of surrounding uh, myself with people who were inspired by me, but were not mm. inspiring. That sucks, man. <laughs> it's just like, it's like everything that I do, it kind of became more like, let me prove to them that I can do this mm. and less about like, I want to do this. It was usually, you know, often things I want to do, but it wasn't like, I want to do this because you want to do this. Because when you get that, you get a lot of like... You get a lot of good feedback, I think. That That's a scary part of the human ego. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to prove yourself when, like, really the only person you should be proving yourself to is yourself. Yeah. Um, I used to say all the time, the only person you have to spend the rest of your life with is yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> For your entire life, actually. Yeah. yeah. You don't get a moment away. Yeah. Every, every second. So you... Better fucking make sure that you're happy with whatever you're doing right now. Yeah. Oh, unless you do some crazy disassociative drugs. Then you... <laughs> whatever you're feeling like before or after you took the drugs at any given time. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll even out. But I just mean like, you know, people who do ketamine and stuff like that. Like, they want to just escape life for a couple yeah, they're, minutes, right? they're not happy with whatever decisions they've made. Yeah. I thought it was meth at first when I first saw it. Like, I was at a party and she's like, hey, do you K? I'm like... Oh, yeah, I guess it's a pipe that you can ketamine out of. Cool. I, that's the thing. I wouldn't know. Like, I feel like the truth is the majority of drugs are just um, unnamed white powder. Yeah. Because it's just chemicals, right? Exactly. And, like, you know, like, you see weed, you see mushrooms at a party, like, mm-hmm. whatever. You're like, okay, well, that's, you know, that's something that came from the earth. Sure, whatever. It's green. It's <laughs> mushroomy. Yeah, it's like, that looks, but then it's just, like, white powder. Yeah. That's terrifying. They're just, like, someone was, like, this leaf makes me feel kind of good i'm just gonna take it i'm gonna rip out every component that makes me put good and concentrate makes me feel good i'm just gonna put it right up my nose (laughs) yeah i mean it's uh it's an interesting way like um my best friend he he did cocaine once and once only and he only did it because he did it with the mayor (laughs) that's pretty cool the mayor at the time i got a friend who uh he she, yeah. Uh, she told me she did blow, um, and it's because she was hanging out with a band. Classic. I don't know if I know. I want to say which band, but I know it's a band that a lot of people would be like, they hear and they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'd, I'd probably do blow with those guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I play with a band. I still kind of do play with a band. It's it's a little too common. Um, no no additional comment. <laughs> On that. However, I can. I don't think it's a proud thing to say, but I do not do cocaine because it's not my thing. Like caffeine already make. I already feel like I'm on. Yeah, some crazy drug when I drink too much. When you coffee. do a line of coffee grounds in the morning, he's oh, like, oh, "Yeah, bro, man, I might be. This yeah. might be a problem." <laughs> Nose starts bleeding from know. those espresso grounds. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if man. I can go any harder than this. I should maybe start seeing someone. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, neither. would you would you have to shit after doing coffee grounds? I don't, I don't think so because it's more of like a 
liquid laxative when you drink it. <laughs> if anything, my plants do coffee grounds. You know, it's a really great fertilizer. Yeah. It's a bunch of, like, great nutrients for your plants, especially in a garden. And it'll stuff. change the color of a lot of flowers because yeah. it changes the pH of the yeah. soil. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty acidic. Yeah. No. Oh, cocaine. I, I got into planting. I got into planting a couple years ago. Last year, actually. I moved out, and I was like... I was like, ah, my balcony doesn't have any green on it. I want some green, so I got one plant. Then I started. I found out plants are super fucking cheap. Yeah, they're so I got, cheap. <laughs> I got like, I got like four or five more plants. I got a couple hanging baskets. Oh, yeah. And then in like two months, I was like, what happened? Do I garden now? <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I think you do, man. And I think gardening is really cool because it feels good, man. Yeah, it's like being connected to nature and all that. Of course, it's like yeah, it's like I I helped this happen. I like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, I think, you know, obviously, on, obviously landscaping is an art. Yeah. For but like, sure. even it's just beautiful. being able to like, and that's the thing, like, I think I accidentally just bought some of the most hardiest plants. So I was like, I don't fucking know. I'll water you, you. 15 rosemary plants or something. <laughs> Essentially weeds. <laughs> Those things just grow themselves. I mean, man. like petunias. Okay. Uh, geraniums. Begonias. Geraniums actually they last until like February. It's like oh shit, they're gonna last through all the, the whole fucking winter. That's cool. And then like halfway through February, they fucking died. And three weeks later, it was bright and sunny. I was like, ah. Nah. <laughs> you should not bring them in. No, no, I don't have space to bring them in. Anything yeah. that's gonna die in the winter is gonna die in the winter, and I'm not gonna get the same thing the next year. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's condominium life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have that much space. I took the bulbs out. I put the bulbs in a plastic bag and put them in a cupboard. cupboard. That's I put all you my, need. my daffodils and tulips. Or a paper bag, not a plastic bag. And then I forgot to plant them. And February rolled around and all of them were sprouting. Or early March rolled around and all of them were sprouting around the city. Hmm. I was like, oh shit. Take some. My bulbs. <laughs> I like went and planted them. And then they started growing. I was like, yes. But I planted them way too late to flower. So now they're just yeah. absorbing all the nutrients and putting it back into the roots. So I was like, I don't want to... I don't want to pick you guys after doing that to you. I'm just going to let you run your course, and then I'll pull you out of the soil. Huh. That's cool. See, what's the opposite color of green? Because that's the color of thumb that I have. Purple. I have a purple thumb. <laughs> and I've, uh, I've never had purple thumbs before. I've had purple hands. I've had purple knees, legs, shins, <laughs> and ribs. <laughs> And nose. However, I've never had a purple thumb, but I do have a purple thumb. I cannot garden <laughs> for the life of me. See, I always hated the prospect. I mean, I don't know what I did. I just, I fucking watered them. Yeah. Every day. Because I didn't want to fucking work. It was like, I'm going to water these plants. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, with like, even with watering plants, like, that is time that I could be doing taking care of my oral health. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like, I can't have long hair and I can't have plants because that takes, like, I don't have, I don't want to take time from any other part of my life. Yeah. But, and I also don't want to take time from keeping good oral health. And a good oral health is part of a healthy body. You've got and, a list of priorities. Exactly. And gardening just doesn't cross that line. You can't. Not yet. I mean, I love herbs. I love aromatics and stuff, but it's more worth it right now to go to the store and buy herbs except like rosemary and sage yeah, like rosemary will grow in a crack in the sidewalk downtown exactly. vancouver yeah there's exactly. wild rosemary everywhere exactly and it's delicious it's... you crack it you can get rosemary oh 
fresh rosemary. Mm. Sprinkle some of that in their pipe. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> they got to dry it out first. Use their lighter to... Oh. I don't know if that'll taste any good. I've never smoked rosemary. I can't say I have either. Yeah. Although I'm sure someone's put some rosemary in their in their smoking pellets when they're smoking well, meat. Well, probably. It'd probably be delicious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I think that's a thing as well. <laughs> right. Gotta be right. Yeah, it has. Would to you be. just use the stalk of the rosemary? Mm-hmm. I think you use the like the thin needles because that's where all the flavor yeah. is. That's where all the aromatic. I just wonder if those would burn too fast. You know, I like add it to like you know searing steaks, and when I do turn the temp down to like baste it with butter, the rosemary still stays pretty like yellow. It goes from green to yellow. Yeah, it doesn't gray as quickly as you'd think a green thing would but it's like a tough 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 herb right with a tough leaf or needle or whatever you would call it yeah it's beautiful it's, it's such a strong flavor it's like the garlic of weeds <laughs> it's really good mm-hmm. Did i tell you when i went uh, up to the north island um we found there was like this island you could only access when the tide was out and the tide went yeah, out and we climbed up onto it and there were a bunch of like wild onions everywhere. Mm-hmm. My friend who's a chef is just like, these are onions. He's like, well, he was climbing and he's like, I smell onions. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, this is an onion. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, apparently they're worth a lot of money. Apparently those little wild onions are worth a lot of money. I right? bet, because they're probably exotic. And We're like, grow. oh, and he's like, guys, it's literally oh. just a fucking onion. There's no benefit. Like, fuck. <laughs> I just killed a, look at this. It's a fly. I killed it in my ear. <laughs> I killed a fly in my just ear. Just trying to get in your ear? Yeah, man. Flying earwig? Flying earwig. Fuck earwigs, man. Yeah. You know what? Those actually used to scare me as a kid. Oh, they still fucking scare me. Are you kidding me? If I woke up in a tent with a couple of those fuckers crawling around, hell no. Well, they won't live in your ears. No, no, man. Yeah, okay. You they know like what? to live in dark little places. I mean, they're not going to lay any eggs. I know that. Fucking man. They should have just called them like crevice wigs. They were, that would have made them a lot <laughs> yeah, more tame. Earwigs. That's not very nice to the earwigs. Yeah. Maybe they just like, look, man, those things are so fucking ugly. We need to fuck them right from the beginning. We need yeah. to make sure everyone hates these things. It's like starting a mean nickname in elementary school. True. I don't like you, so I'm going to make sure nobody else likes you. <laughs> Irwin the earwig. Yeah. Hey, earwig. Oh, man. Oh. Imagine being called earwig. It's a <laughs> I, I just feel bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking, you know, man. I shouldn't laugh at that, but that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, imagine hey, a nerdy kid, and you're in grade three, and you're a bully. And his name is Irwin. And there's earwigs that grow in your monkey bars. Yeah. You gotta like give him a nickname. And if you're, like, at all a man of culture, <laughs> you as the bully will call him Earwig. Yeah. Hey, Earwig, what'd you bring for lunch today? It's mine now. <laughs> what would you bring me for lunch? Oh, God. Hey, Earwig, here's some earwax to put on your bread. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know what's really... I'm really lucky and I'm grateful that my entire childhood and like grade school experience i guess all of my school experience i didn't ever experience any bullying i was a twerp and i was a little brat but i never i was never like bullied everyone i knew everyone in my schools and stuff i i've somehow they were nice to everyone and i think that helped that's, me that's good 
think there was a little was a little bit of bullying in my school. Um, I got bullied a little bit. I bullied other people a little bit. You're pretty nerdy. <laughs> um, the weird thing was that like the majority of kids, yeah. like, not by a lot, but more than fifty percent uh, were Korean. Oh, we went to school in Coquitlam. Yeah, Coquitlam has a lot of Koreans, and like, as a result, some amazing Korean fried chicken. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. It's like they took American fried chicken and went like, no. <laughs> like, well, yes, no. but let's let's add some. Let's make this sweet. Some let's put sauce. <laughs> Just give it a little more sauce. That's right. Let's put an umlaut on this fucker. Mm, that's right. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Why did Koreans become Australian all of a sudden? I don't know, my... man. Hello. That's just the way she goes. My I name guess. is Jin Wook Kim. <laughs> I'm from Korea. <laughs> Korea. Yeah. With the R on the side. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, I know some pretty cool Koreans. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have too many Koreans. Had a lot of Korean friends when I was a kid. Yeah. I was wondering lately, like, did I just, like, lose these friends because I was being inadvertently racist as a kid? Probably. You were probably <laughs> raised completely differently. <laughs> like, like as an Asian child, I was beat as a kid. And just from there, we have a different way of being raised. Yeah. Like, I got smacked all the time. <laughs> I, like, every time I see a belt, I still think, like, damn. Where's You're, my damn, gap? one day I'll be able to use one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I hope I break that, uh... Break that cycle? Break the cycle. I mean... That's something that I think is okay to break. Yeah. I guess that's the question. Beating your children. What, I mean... What, what hmm. parts of culture are okay to get rid of and what parts should you hold on to? I think... Well, that... That's a very nuanced question, my friend. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, I think, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a good question because no one can answer it. If you answer it anyway... There will be somebody on Tumblr or Twitter who goes like, <laughs> and then they go back to eating their either vegan or their terrible, you know, yeah. lifestyle food. <laughs> like, they're sad food. They're like, yeah. and not, you're not allowed to put honey. You're not allowed to put butter in your food. No. You're not allowed to put. I mean, okay, butter. Sure, we we can. I will buy the butter argument of like. Okay, well, some cows are not treated right. Yada yada yada. Yeah, I'll buy that. True. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But like chickens, mm -hmm. you can get chicken. You can get eggs very easily from a very from an honest source. Mm -hmm. like, that's the funny thing. Like people are like, oh, you should be a vegetarian. Like, and I have nothing against vegans or vegetarians. But if their whole reason is to make the world a better place, then their existence kind of is <laughs> antithetical to that. Yeah. Well, because yeah, humanity is a plague upon nature. That's absolutely what it is. There's we're <laughs> way beyond the point that we can turn it around. Exactly, point. and like right? at this point, I'd rather just enjoy burning my fossil fuels, <laughs> which I do very much. So. Yeah, I mean, we just blast it around, probably burn like ten liters of fuel, <laughs> which is but like felt good. It feels good, man. Like the the mechanical noise and the. Mm -hmm feeling of air wind in your wind into your hair and it's uh it, it's yeah. part of being human it's part of being a plague sometimes on this earth. you need to you need to pick 
pick your battles and enjoy certain things. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe their thing is something else. I don't know what that. I don't know what else there is to do besides like as far as like protecting the planet. Maybe their thing is like. They drive. Maybe they're vegan and they drive a big, big fucking rolling coal <laughs> four wheel, like eighteen inch lift, like those are forward, cool. just like and it's just black into the air. But they're yeah. vegan because they need to do their part. You got to balance, right? Yeah, hey, if I met someone who rolled coal and told me that, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. good on you. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're neutral. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't believe in waste, but the fact that. Being a human means that we're wasteful as... By default. Yeah, by definition, we're wasteful and dirty and disgusting and unnatural beings. Like, we wear clothes, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Have you ever run around in nature completely naked? Yeah, a few times. It's good, man. It, it's very freeing. My uncle, uh, he takes... Uh, he does nude photography. Oh, nice. Tasteful nudes. Damn. <laughs> uh, uh, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's um, uh, what's the term? Environmental nudes. So it's mm. like in the forest and like on the beach and stuff. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send me his email. I'll ask him about his schedule. And <laughs> I we'll, got some questions. We'll triage this offline. And he says that like some some of them it's their first, some of his models it's their first time modeling oh. nude and some they've done it professionally for a while. But like mm. it's like the people who are like kind of early in their like nude modeling career. Um, they're like really nervous about it at first. Mm. So it's basically like the way he does it. He says we're going to start with clothes-on photography, and then right. as we get comfortable, you know, maybe down the line, I'll suggest we take it off if you're feeling up to it. You know, kind of following that whole whole pattern. Mm. Um, and usually, by the time they get halfway through, they're totally fine. totally comfortably being totally naked. And occasionally, they're like, "I'm just not going to put my clothes back on and walk back to the car." Like Jesus, yeah. I mean, huh. I will say that I, I feel like I feel like the way Western society, uh, North American society, views nudity may not be the most healthy. Yeah, it's like a very, it's a highly sexualized version of it. Yeah, like I think I wish I was more comfortable being nude around people, mm. right? And I wish more people were being comfortable being nude around me. Yeah, you know what? I've seen like I've been around people who are naked who I like, you know, wasn't. I don't think I'll ever be comfortable but it's fine you know it's the funny thing is speaking of nudity i went to wreck beach for the first time like two oh, weeks yeah? ago did and you bear at all no i didn't yeah i was just there with a buddy because we were waiting for like some other buddies to meet up at a park and play spike ball <laughs> that's a great game by the way but we weren't playing spike ball at wreck beach oh shit it's an airplane oh my god that's awesome my uh that's grandpa pretty. used to do that Wow. Ooh, he's having, whoa, he's being fucking risky with it. I like it. Full my, send. My grandpa used to build his own airplanes. Oh, like, like those model? Yeah, RC model, model airplanes. Oh, he had like a workshop in the back and he had like one of those like big magnifying glass that sits wow. on an arm and like. So he does all the little mechanicals. Yeah, he builds like the little electric motors and stuff. And uh, um, actually my uncle built an airplane mm-hmm. because I think it has something to do. He's also oh. built like 3D printers and stuff. Wow. He's like the physics teacher at a school in the interior. Like, I guess he has some free time to do his real physics enjoyment yeah. hobbies. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, back on the nudity thing. Yeah, the nudity thing. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That was an awesome little plane. Um, 
yeah, nudity. Like, I was at Rec Beach. It was pretty, like, dead. There was not many people. And there were probably, like, 30, 40, 50 homosexual men. Yeah. Like, above the age of, like, 60 Ooh. or 50. Ooh. Just bearing it all. And, like, you know, I wasn't uncomfortable. Um, I would have rather not have, you know, been around them in that sense. Just, it's not a... To me, I'm not into that. Yeah. Right? If it was, like... I, I'm a, I'm a pretty straight person, but I like, I you just, love. You just don't want to see a bunch of dicks. Exactly. <laughs> like like I, 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 to be honest, I don't even like seeing my own. So yeah. Why would I want to see yours? I'm, yeah, that's it, true. Yeah. I'm like my own delicacy. I'm like, I don't know why. I don't know why yeah, we celebrate. Like exactly, this I doesn't need celebrating. No, like this I doesn't like, like tits. No, like <laughs> yeah, tits are, not even that. Like bums or <laughs> for beautiful legs or something yeah. like that. That's different, right? But. <laughs> Foul, like penises that's not real it's not in my ballpark <laughs> as, as i would like to say and it was fine you know i wasn't uncomfortable i just didn't prefer it my buddy was with me yeah he lives like really close to our beach so he goes there all the time he's like so what do you think of all the gay old men i'm like yeah, they're just just having a gay old time yeah they're just having a gay old time what's wrong with that yeah. Hell yeah! Some like some of the nicest human beings I know are like flamboyantly gay, <laughs> and it is amazing. I was thinking about this recently about uh, older gay people. Yeah, people who've had to like live most of their life lying about who they were. Yeah, man, That's and tough. like getting to live through that transition, and then hitting like 50, 60, 70 mm-hmm. and being able to be honest about yourself in this current political climate yeah and how amazing that would feel like even if you like maybe you've been married for 35 years and yeah. you've been and you're just hiding your gay because you're ashamed of it yeah that sucks because of a community that you grew up in or this or that or mm-hmm. like yeah or the pressures of society just the pressures of society yeah. and just finally being able to be like have being comfortable enough to say this is who i am yeah that's and, huge like how much of a relief that is like you see like pictures online on, on the internet sometimes of like this lesbian couple have been secretly lesbian for like 20 years yeah, and they God. finally get to come out about it. And they're like mm-hmm. all fucking smiles and the world is great. It's like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Well, it's the same feeling that like when you are really angry about something and you just need to let it go and a heavy bag <laughs> just magically appears <laughs> and you wrap your hands and put on some gloves and you time yourself for seven five minute rounds and you just go at it. I think it's the same thing. It's just, at least I, who I do these sort of violent things, I get to enjoy doing it all the time. So I get to have this release all the time. Yeah. And it, yeah. Imagine having that build up for like 50 years. Exactly. Then getting That is crazy. Yeah. That's. It's awesome. But at the same time, like, don't, like, I wish these people, you know. Could have been able to do that earlier. Yeah. Or had a better life to do that earlier because society and propaganda and the way the financial world wants us to act is really fucking weird man yeah like i like i i like cars i like driving um you should plug your youtube channel (laughs) yeah i I do a thing where i compare cars to food and i review cars but i use food as a way to yeah describe cars (laughs) because they're surprisingly similar and actually the funny thing is through doing this, I learn how similar every human being is. And, like, it gave me a lot of hope that, like, you know, 
especially right now in our current political and financial climates, everyone is pitted to against each other. Mm-hmm. It's a me versus you thing, and I, I guess it's Even naturally houses. Like, yeah, exactly. It is crazy. No, that's exactly, and like, yeah, every part of this, like, you know, the little guy wins a bit, and the big guy gets mad, or the big guy continues to win, and the little people get mad, or you know, I'm this political view. I have this political view. I have this religious view that doesn't coincide with your political views, like. All these people are fighting each other. All these people are angry, and like they're trying to express their anger by like shitting on an opposing sect. Whereas, like, it's surprising. It's not. No, it's not surprising. It's so apparent how similar every human being is, and how close together we all are. And why can't we get along? You know what I mean? Like I. Like people, if if you're a reasonable human being and you meet another reasonable human being, why why are you why does why do different beliefs separate you? Why do different ideas of how to run a country separate you guys? And I think that tied along really well to cars because I met some really cool people who I probably previous to doing this YouTube thing I would have never interviewed, never talked about. And never have gotten to drive their awesome cars, hmm. right? And like getting to know them, they're not that different, right? Like I remember, like one of my buddies, he's he's ve- he's vegan. He's not that different from me, a uh, uh, meatarian. <laughs> and like I, <laughs> it just so happens that he drives an eighteen-inch lifted Ford with that rolls coal on. Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> That'd be a cool truck, man. I, you know what? Like, as humans, we are all selfish. Like, all this virtue signaling and stuff that's going on in in current media, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's a disposable. You're doing it for selfish reasons. Yeah, it's a disposable showing, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it, there's no long term benefit for anyone that consumes your media or for anyone that doesn't believe in you because they're just like you're just like who are you doing it for right other than like trying to pump yourself up Mm -hmm. and that like i get it life is a hustle you want to you want to succeed the capitalistic world wants to make you feel like you're better than others the sjws are just hustling they're hustling bro i'm telling you man the social justice the social justice movement is is a hustle because it's i think it's just people who are who've been misrepresented for a long time and they're letting it out just in a way that might not be as acceptable to those in different parts of their lives Mm -hmm. like once you realize that other people's problems are not your own but are your own respecting that and realizing how similar everyone is and how everyone's like oh you're a unique snowflake and everything like that you know everyone's everyone is different everyone expresses themselves differently but in the end we're all still human and the only way exactly everyone wants the same things they want to be they want to be happy they want fulfillment they want they want to be part of something right they want 
that's a big one is wanting to be part of something i think you hit the nail on the head on that yeah because like we humans evolved in community yes specifically and that's the only way we did well community yes and it was never what do you have that you can give me yeah. And what do I have that, like, I can trade for it? Or what do you have that I want? And mm-hmm. how can I get it and get the better deal? It was, what do we have? Yes. And how are we going to succeed? Exactly. And I was thinking about this. So there's this, oh, I can never remember what it's called, but there's this, uh, some psychologist came up with this number of um, the ideal, the maximum number of real relationships you can keep within your yeah. head. And it's like, like the number of relationships that a human can reasonably hold. Mm-hmm. Something like, it's like, I think it's like 150 or something like that. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. And it's like, whether it's cousins, friends of friends, like how many can you reasonably mm-hmm. hold? Um, and that's because, my understanding anyways, is that uh, there's sort of a general size that a tribe would be. the kind of maxed out, like you couldn't get any bigger than this tribe while you were you know moving around africa yeah right or what have you in the early days of human evolution mm-hmm. um, you know there's kind of average in the middle and then you can get the bigger size and the smaller size but like you know for hundreds of thousands of years we just lived in these groups even as far back as monkeys um and now we're in these we were always a part of that community we were a part of something mm-hmm. our success and their success was intertwined and one couldn't succeed without the other yeah um and now in the modern era when people have facebook and instagram and tiktok now and there's i didn't think that there could be another social media juggernaut that just in came 2020 out of yeah and tiktok did it yeah i still don't get it <laughs> call me a boomer but like it's i don't like they use the Microsoft Sam voice, like I I watched RB yeah. and the Chief too, bro. Yeah. That was funny. I that liked was a, it. That was good shit. Yeah. yeah, but this is not like maybe it's a different level of humor. Like most of the time, it's just people speaking the truth and or people. They always, <laughs> they always fucking write the punchline in the video. Yeah, it's like okay, why? Like why, why are I'm you like... saying this? Like I I want to watch it and sort of figure it out myself. Her like, reaction thank when you he for does thinking the thing, I'm an idiot. Yeah, wow. All right, I wasn't going to be able to pick it. And then it's like three and a half minutes of, like, setting up. Um, yeah, and it's it's all so fabricated. Yeah. That is, that's, just, my, that's my issue with it. In this world where everyone, you know, Facebook is telling you, like, you have 1,200, 2,000, 2,500 yeah. connections. Um, and, you know, you live in cities where every day you see, you can see two, three, four, five thousand 5,000 people in a day. Yeah. Easy if you spend time in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like a downtown core and it's just so dissociating that there's so many people around us that we no longer feel like we're a part of something i agree and you need to find that community and as soon as someone finds that first community or they'll find a couple communities they'll just latch onto it it's true like every single aspect of life has a big community behind it Every, like yeah. the sneaker community isn't even a secret anymore. No, everyone knows about the sneaker no. community. But there's like there's fish keeping communities. There's yeah. hat communities. There's pants, fountain pen communities. Oh, yeah. There's like found like a, there's knitting communities. Like yeah. every and but people can fall into them so hard. But then there's like 
politics and religion, and you can only have like three or four ideas on those, and you just lock on to whoever has the closest idea to you, and then just like people will just, and then those overarch all the other communities, so these other communities get sucked in, <laughs> sucked into these different religious communities. But that's the thing, like you, people will latch on to the SJW identity, right? That is now their identity. And then people attach their identities with the person, like, who they are. So, like, they they attach their ideas with their identities. Yeah. And those are two different things. Mm-hmm. And you start attacking someone's ideas, and it now feels like a personal attack. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, here's what you're saying, and here's some things, whether, whether you're, it, I'm not saying it's just SJW, it's, people on the left it's people on the right it's people in the middle i even do it sometimes mm-hmm. and it's just like here's what you're saying and here's some information presented that may possibly change your thoughts and it's like <laughs> <laughs> now you're attacking them as an individual yeah okay. because maybe sometimes that's all they have because angry. yeah well that, that anger is probably channeled in some ways like one of my biggest things in life is I try to not take anything personally, right? Because if you do, you're going to spend a lot of time latching on to things that people have said to you in the negative sense, and you'll never appreciate what people say to you in the positive sense. Mm-hmm. And that's not like a like toxic positivity or anything like that, because <laughs> I think that I think that does exist. Yeah. Um, I think it very much so exists, especially in like pop culture right now. Like, oh, just don't worry about it. No, you should worry about it. You should <laughs> solve... You should try to solve your problems. Yeah. You should try to get shit done. You yeah. should try to, like, fix bad relations. You, yeah. like Try and get better. Yes, try to... What If nothing's yeah. ailing you right now, great. Yeah. You know? But very few people never have exactly. anything ailing them. Exactly. You know? And... and uh, I had this very same thought, and, like, I saw a lot of this bouncing around. When COVID first started, and even yeah. like 18 months, you know, whatever we are, 16 months into COVID, yep. whatever it is, 14, 15. 14 months or something like that. 14 15, months into yeah. COVID, people are still like, it's okay to sit around and only eat and only watch TV in a pandemic. Well, and they're sending this, they're sending this messaging. And they're also sending the messaging that this is the new normal. <laughs> so you need to figure out what message you're sending here. Because if this is the new normal... Great. First week or two when you, shit was crazy, sure. Just being absolutely paralyzed because, not even out of fear, just being so paralyzed because yeah. everything is so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would go out for a drive and there'd be no one on the road. Yeah. It was actually it was crazy. Amazing. It was like 1 o'clock on Wednesday and downtown yeah. had nobody on the oh, streets. It was amazing. And it was like, uh, for the first week or two of you just like sat and ate and watched TV because you're just like, I can't do anything right mm-hmm. Sure. One month, two months, three months. This is the new normal. We need to figure out how to live life this way. Then we need to start thinking about how we're going to learn to deal with it. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And if that means painting or writing or running or finding some way of being productive. Because Absolutely. I think, because I've been thinking a lot, a, lot about, a lot about my art or art in general and how everyone has their own, own art, mm-hmm. whether it's building a super intense off-roader or working on tractors and making really good tractors or making YouTube videos or painting or mm-hmm. or like, jazz jazz <laughs> <laughs> like 
or gardening. Like yeah. Everyone has their own art and it presents itself in a different way. Yeah. If you can have an idea and turn that idea into reality, that is art. Yeah, it's your expression. It's like, and I think that is so important and especially something that you can start and finish and have two different products at the end. Mm. Something that you can look at because art is essentially what makes human human. Human's human. Yeah. It's what... It's an abstract connection. Yes. It's it's being able to present something that has no purpose but makes you feel good. Yeah. Right? And as far back as fucking cavemen living in the caves. <laughs> I know cavemen is a bit of an antiquated term, but like... Australopithecus afarensis? <laughs> like, putting shit on the inside of caves, carving yeah. women in like the like a little piece of wood and having like a wooden effigy mm-hmm. you know it that's always been an incredibly human thing yeah and if you are not engaging with that in some way then i think i think i think the pandemic offered a presented a really great opportunity for people to start learning stuff yeah um and also in doing that finding a way finding out what your art is whatever it may be yeah and engaging with that and that is such a, a powerful anxiety release. I don't think that's something that people talk about a lot. I totally agree. And I feel like having a release or preferably multiple or something that you're so totally into that it's enough. I think that's, mm-hmm. that is key for most human beings because mm-hmm. it not only brings like a sense of being and a sense of belonging, but also a sense of peace. And a sense of community. Yeah. You'll be able to find people. Exactly. Like I did not expect... When I started doing jujitsu, I did not expect the release that I would get out of jujitsu. There's some mm. things, you know, I was told about, and like the camaraderie yeah. is great. Yeah. There's some things that I was told about, like you know, I've always known that getting a really good workout really makes you feel better. It does. Um, yeah. But the way that you engage your mind mm-hmm. when you're doing jujitsu, or I'm sure kickboxing is the yep. same. I haven't done. I've only done <sighs> very minor amounts of it. Um, but the way that you're focused and you burn off so much energy and then yeah. at the end of the day someone who was just trying to make you unconscious 90 seconds ago is like high-fiving you and well, telling you actually, did a good job like <laughs> i think a lot of people think kickboxing is or like just the striking arts is a intimidating or like a dangerous thing but if you really find the right community you know the right gym with people who aren't trying so to important. kill you i think it's equally as safe as jujitsu because jujitsu is just the art of like practice murdering folding clothes with people inside of them yeah like it is it's it's truly a deadly martial art and so is kickboxing or boxing and any of the striking arts mm-hmm. karate and stuff like that but a lot of people like i got hit really hard many times <laughs> during during my kickboxing journey and it's like it made me realize that I don't like being hit really hard <laughs> and that actually you learn more when you're actually just playing and mm-hmm. not trying to yeah. murder each other. And like, you know, you're actually learning how to move, how to flow. And there's not as much stress in there so that when you, you know, if you are going to do a competition, if you're going to fight and if you ever do need to defend yourself, you can be more calm. You can like, you, you, you see the situations a lot better. And I think that's what jujitsu does so well. Cause there's the tap. Mm-hmm. And as long as the tap is respected, yeah, it's safe. 
Oh, right? yeah. Except for like leg locks for beginners. And people like, know how to tap too. Yeah. The first couple times that people like first people like their second, third. Yeah. Like they're like they're just like little. Oh no. They're no, like no. they're like kind of like tickling you with their finger. Yeah. No, you got to. Yeah. You got to exactly. engage that that's that auditory and exactly. physical sensation. And if, if you can't, if your arms are tied up, you just say tap. Yeah. Or stop, but preferably tap because yeah. people know what that means, right? You're yelling uncle, and it's the art of understanding our violent nature Mm -hmm. you get in touch with something yeah it's it brings as i said i think it brings peace yes it gets (laughs) you spend if you have anxiety which i sometimes do Mm. um, who doesn't know yeah i mean it's having anxiety is it's a human thing you know there's clinical anxiety and there's anxiety and there's the ability to differentiate between the two exactly and be able to manage whatever you're dealing with um but when i have anxiety i spend so much time thinking about well, what i'm going to do this i need to do that that thing happened mm-hmm. you know and then this that anxiety evolved in us for us to be able to fight or flee yeah or freeze but <laughs> fight or flee and you need some way to get that out and yes like sprints are always good yeah like if you run sprints and do like hit workouts but like <laughs> just fucking surviving a five river ra- minute round of bjj yeah with like a blue huge. belt like <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna all that oh fuck i'm gonna die energy has somewhere to go now yeah it does and it i think it, it makes you appreciate it's like the classic saying you know, you can't appreciate sunshine without rain and the opposite. Yeah. Right? That's you, why people in California are so fucking jaded. Yeah. South California. Yeah, well, they, they have pretty... Like, I don't think that's amazing weather, personally, because there's no change. Dude, seasons are the best thing in the world. Yeah, life. man. Every three months, I'm like, wow, nature is so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yes, I have cars I can only drive in the summer, and the summer here isn't very long. But I appreciate I appreciate these vehicles way more. Because I get to appreciate them only during this beautiful time. And there's other beautiful times where I can go, you know, sliding around an SUV in yeah. the fucking snow. Yeah. Or, like, you know, in the rain. It's drift lube, right? <laughs> it's it's an amazing, like, it's, when people complain about the rain and they live in Vancouver. It's like, all right, go to anywhere else in Canada. Have yeah, a good time. Honestly, like, <laughs> why do you live here? Yeah. Move. You yeah, hate you can, it here. You can go other places. Yeah. You're, you're allowed I'm not to. forcing you to live here. It's incredibly here. expensive to live here. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I love it because of the rain. Because it cleans shit. Oh, the rain right? is so nice. And, and you it, get green. Yeah, it's beautiful you here. Get, you get, you get, <laughs> um, you get, like, famous people from, like, like celebrities coming up here to film. Mm-hmm. And they're like. Man, like, I love the Pacific Northwest. It's so green yeah. and lush up there. And then they pause and they go, I just can't do the rain. And it's like, well, you can't have one without the other, buddy. Exactly. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, we're both, we both have backgrounds in biology. Yeah. So we understand that. But normally people just go, well, I don't know. I don't know how the non-biological brain thinks. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, what do you expect yeah. when when it's this green, this this much tree, this much brush up here? Yeah. Like, do you expect it to be dry? Like, then again, it's not a personal attack. It's just like a... I, I try to break things down. Yeah. <laughs> For my hey, stupid brain the same, but like also... Think about it, man. Like, yeah. No, exactly. And that's... 
it's funny because like you know when people are like oh what'd you do yesterday i'm like oh i had a workout they're like oh what'd you do? i'm like i hit the bag they're like that's so violent i'm like why don't you take a moment to think about that wouldn't you want to hit a bag too yeah it's true have you ever thought about like like you think about like you did put yourself with a bag in front of you and like a closed fist it's like you're gonna hit it. You're gonna hit yeah, it. You're gonna hit it. You're gonna love it too. Yeah. Like most people are gonna love it, even yeah. if they say, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that." You know, I'm a pass. Give me any excuse. You're gonna hit it, and you're gonna enjoy it because we are all monkeys. And if you try to say that you're not, then you are full of shit. People who are anti-violence, uh, maybe they are. You can either be anti-violent, or you can have really weird bedroom kinks. Like you, <laughs> I can't comment on the second. I don't. I. The thing is, I don't know any anti-violent people. Because violence is a part of humanity. It's true. It's but how we evolved. It, it is true. And I think, I mean, it's how we continue to live. Every every exactly. country is always fighting every other country. Exactly. Any given time. But, like, when people, I get so angry about, I don't know if I get so angry. I'm trying not to get so angry about things lately. Yeah, that's a good way to be, man. <laughs> I'm trying not to be like, ah, you know what, fuck it. The angrier you are, the worse you'll look to the people who you want to think that you have a head on your shoulders. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I got a guy just pulled up, pulled out right in front of me today with a truck, and I'm in this tiny little sports car with maybe an airbag. And, like, if I hit him, I would have died, right? And he gets out of his car and says, go, I'll fight you, buddy. I'm like, hold on. It's your mistake. I forgive you. Let's get over this. If you really want to fight, I'd be glad to kill you. <laughs> I didn't say the second part, if you, if you wanted to fight. But I was like, if you want, like, I actually did say, if you want to fight, I mean, your wife can be the judge. <laughs> and his wife was like, stop. Like, it's your fault. You had the stop sign. He was going like 70, and you were going zero, and you pulled out right in front of him. Like, yeah, I had to actually actively avoid his car almost go off the freaking road and like i think a lot of people just need the i forgive you i just they just need the that's fine like because it, it's yes i honked but because i was telling him that i was there maybe he didn't see me we all make mistakes man like you don't have to get defensive about your mistakes like this guy wanted to fight me for a mistake he made that endangered me like I didn't take it personally. I was like, I could get really angry about this and just, you know, I break my hands just to <laughs> hurt you really badly. Or I could get over it and we could all just have better lives. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think that is a part that we're missing in humanity. Like, I, <sighs> an outlet for that guy to punch some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, just like a. Maybe forgiveness is the key, man. Like, no, it's not, it's not maybe. It's definitely because, you know, all those hippies from the 60s and 70s, they were fucking right, dude. Like, if if we were all neighbors, like, and all respected and cared for each other, like, our own, we're all human. We're all related in some way. Why not, why not be nice to people, right? I was thinking about that <laughs> recently. I was thinking about, this kind of goes back to, like, the community thing. I don't know if we ever finished talking about that. No, um, I don't think we ever will. <laughs> like, I was walking past someone the other day, uh, downtown Fort Coquitlam, and she had like a 90 degree bend in her hip. And she was like walking, yeah. and she was like, she's totally fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like, she had like a cane, she's like shuffling along. And it's just like, 
I am able to just walk past this lady and turn a blind eye and and just be like, well, that sucks. I wish there was something I could do. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Like, just scoot on past her. When, like... And if you live in, if you live in a town with a population of less than a thousand people, that would never happen. No, they they care for their own. Yeah, yeah. Like even if it's just like learning someone's name and like getting to know someone. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that funny? We we found that missing person who was injured on the side of the road that yeah. day in that country. Yeah, last week when we fucked. Yeah, we uh, we filmed an episode for uh, for Will's uh, show and. Uh, we were driving down Forest Service Road, and someone someone waved us down on the side of the road. Says she thinks she got hit by a car and couldn't remember it. I was thinking a lot about that. Me too. I don't think she got hit by a car. I think she got thrown out of. A I car. think she got thrown out of a car. Yeah. I think maybe uh, she had a pimp or something. Mm, I think she was probably trying to buy drugs or trying to do mm. something like that. Yeah. She was like, you know, not in the best of shape no, even before her not. injuries. Yeah. She was in a bad way. She was in, yeah, mainly mentally, I think. And, yeah, we found her. We called the the ambulance, and they took her. The firefighters showed up quick. Oh, they showed up in, like, ten minutes. That was was very impressive. And they helivacked her out of there. Yeah. They got her off the mountain and took her to a field. Yeah. Got a helicopter and took her out. Yeah, that was, that was. And there's a missing person report out for her. Yeah. As one from one day ago. From what? From the previous day. Yeah. I think maybe she was staying at like a halfway house or something. Probably, yeah. I mean, I didn't try to think too much about it, but you can't help but think about these things, right? And like these things. Yeah, also, we don't know. We don't actually know anything. No, we don't know anything at all. We, don't want we were told by a police officer. Yeah. That uh, she was part of the missing. Yes. Person. Yes. So we know that. Yeah, and you gave a statement. I didn't. I did. Yeah, I'm scared of police. It's okay. You're Asian. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of color. I lived with a black guy for two years. I mean, did that... I'm not going to say what I'm about to say, but... <laughs> well, uh, it, it just is, made, that, is that your... Hey, I've got a black friend. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it was basically like... Uh, once we got pulled over, he was drunk. I was driving his car. And the cop was so confused. Like, why are you friends? I'm like, why not? Like, he's from Africa. I'm from... Canada, I guess, and like, we're just friends. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't think that we would become, like, I don't know, man. I think anyone can be friends with anyone. And I think it's good to have friends that are vastly different than yourself. And especially people who tell you that you're wrong. Because knowing both sides of the coin or having another observation, another observational angle in your world is huge, right? Like, I got a buddy from Sweden who's, like, super autistic, and I love him, and we used to play RuneScape together as children. We all grew up, like, online. I never met him in person, but we talk, like, every week, and his world is so vastly different than mine. And like, The world's a big fucking place. Yeah, and people ask me, like, why do you still talk to this guy? I'm like, because it's awesome. Like, I get to learn about the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and he gets to learn about my world, and I get to learn about his weird Swedish world, <laughs> where everyone's white. Well, not actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go too much in depth about that. But <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a different place, different damn place, man. It's, everywhere, everywhere is a different place than here. Yeah, it is. Like we have it really damn good here, man. Like people complain, oh, this and too much taxes. 
we live in a beautiful area. So the reason why we can we're able to complain about there being too much taxes is because there's taxes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, taxes are needed. They're just not. Tax money will never be spent in a way that everyone wants it to be because we all have very very different views i wish the roads were smoother here personally <laughs> that will never happen i've accepted it that's why i'm never i will never buy stiffer suspension for a vehicle i really respect those that put stiff suspension because they have better spines than me <laughs> like i i was not like endowed with a lovely spine that has you know the right number of vertebrae (laughs) it's just pillowing between each one yeah i I don't know i i can't handle the bumps in in our damn roads but i would love to see them spend a billion dollars to fix the roads but they would never do that because no one cares i've come to the conclusion that if you if you if if you are a government and everybody hates you you're probably doing an okay job yeah like Unfortunately, the truth is, if you're doing what you can to make everyone as little as the least unhappy across the board as you can, then you're doing a good job. Isn't that the catch twenty two? But all you do is you get people being angry that they're not getting everything that they wanted. Yeah, true. Gas is going up. Taxes are going up. I mean, taxes are going up because house prices are going up. Yep. it's it's a tough time to be alive, but it's the best time to be alive. <laughs> it's the best time. It's always going to be a tough time to be yeah, alive. Yeah, exactly. I was talking to my buddy who was saying about how he works with all these people in, like, trades and stuff and how they're all miserable. <laughs> they're, like, pipe layers and, like, tree cutters and construction workers, and they're all just fucking miserable, and they've been doing this. Then they're all, like, he's like, I get it, though. Like, they're nostalgic for, like, an easier time when there wasn't so much red tape everywhere. I'm like, there wasn't so much red tape everywhere, and people died all the fucking time. Like, yeah, well, it's their own fault. They fucked up. I'm like, yeah, but people were dying who weren't doing dumb shit. Like, people drinking and driving. Not only the drunk driver is getting hurt. That's true. You'd be surprised at how much, how many people drink and drive to this day. It's such a wild concept. Yeah. But then, like, I guess that's the benefit of growing up in a upper-middle-class suburban neighborhood. Yeah. You don't get shit like that. But it's British Columbia. <laughs> it's nice here, man. It's, and it's funny because it's almost hard not to complain when there's so much complaining going around. You're like, yeah, you know what? I want this. It's raining all the fucking time here. Yeah, it is. It's always so fucking wet. I'm just going to leave. But what's really funny is, like, modern clothing is so good at repelling rain like oh it's so good breathable yeah and it's comfortable and get yourself warm not too cold if you're committed to living in bc get yourself a good rain jacket and some good rain pants yeah some waterproof waterproof shoes shoes and you are happy it's gonna be like 500 bucks all in 600 bucks all in yeah but it's gonna last you for years and it's gonna make everything so much less miserable Mm -hmm. i'm an anti-umbrella person me too i don't own one I live, Sarah live, has one, and she yeah. has a really nice rain jacket, and she always uses her umbrella. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I would rather use my rain jacket and have the freedom to have hands. Right? No, I, I have, I, I have I, no, I get, no, I get why Sarah uses it. Sarah does it because she has a lot of hair, and there's no umbrella big enough to protect her hair. 
I mean, no, no jacket big enough to protect her hair. Oh, yeah, that's she different. can't. She cannot. When she tucks her hair into her jacket and pulls her hood up, the hair pushes her hood off her head. Mm, I think she needs one of those uh, storm hoods. Oh, the ones that hang zip? over. Yeah. yeah, those are great. I think jacket might have that on top. I just, I just bought a new rain jacket last month, and I haven't gotten a chance to try it yet. But it's, it's got really good ratings. I've had a rain jacket since 2013. I broke it in 2018. They replaced it for free, and I still have the same thing. What brand is it? Arcteryx. Yeah. It's expensive, but like you, it's a buy once, cry once thing, and it's absolutely a requirement in in Vancouver, especially because I've never owned an umbrella in my life, and I don't plan to. I don't need. It. I don't yeah. need one. That's gonna be really loud on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, my. Arcteryx isn't what it used to be. No, no. Well, it, the thing it's is, kind of a lifestyle brand now. It is. Because people... When quality because and some hype really rich intersect. company bought it. They're like... Yeah. Like, you get shit in Vancouver, you get like... You get a wealthy businessman and you get a hippie. Mm-hmm. And they both like spending time in the outdoors. Yeah. So the let's get to baby... Let's get together and make... A business baby. Yeah. And then, because that's the kind of people that live in Vancouver, it blows up. Mm-hmm. And then you get just a businessman rolling in. And they're like, I'll buy your company. And then this fucking <laughs> hippie that lives off of $17,000 a year. And a businessman that has had like eight failed startups. Mm-hmm. And the big businessman comes up to him and like, I'll give you $30 million for your company. I'll take it. No, like, well, Solomon bought it. Right? Solomon bought Mech? Uh, or Arcteryx? Arcteryx, yeah. yeah. And, like, the quality hasn't gone down too much, but it has they seen got, a they, decline. They, they got rid of their um, their warranty isn't as good anymore. Really? Yeah. Because like, it was, like, no questions asked lifetime. No. Oh, uh, that's stupid. No. It's now it's like, well, uh, we will. you can send it to us, and we will inspect it, and we will... If we determine that it's a manufacturer, not wear and tear, mm. then. But if it is wear and tear, we hope that we will have earned your trust to come back and buy yeah. one of those again. Oh god! It's like oh. the funny thing is, like th- that company started out as a climbing company only. It was made for niche climbing products, and now it's a lifestyle brand that's got a separate line for purely urban use, urban technical use, like <laughs> technical urban. So it's called an umbrella. If that's if you really want to get that friggin' technical, <laughs> anyway. And coming from the guy who doesn't own a fucking yeah. umbrella, it's it's funny because I think when hype intersects quality, mm-hmm. that is when something isn't as good anymore. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I, I'm very much involved in the world of automotive musings mm-hmm. there are some hyped vehicles from the modern and from the vintage and from the half vintage era that have just shot up in value over the years these cars are not worth anywhere near this price but when you pay for the nostalgia and when you have multiple people trying to chase this nostalgia who are willing to pay hundreds of thousand dollars for a subaru that you can't put a price on that right you can't you can't shit on it but at the same time like god damn people have a lot of money 
Yeah. Some people Fucking have some people are man. really rich. <laughs> okay, that's a little different. That's a weird. That is a weird. Not not part. at the same price level. No, no. no not but about like... I think that's just something that people know they can depend on, and that even if you rat bag it, it will last you a long time, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you can't deny how like they're not necessarily well built in like the sense of like fit and finish every forerunner of like the mid 90s era i've seen is just a fucking rust bucket yeah but they run they work they keep going they keep going and like if you don't mind the shitty interior and the terrible to touch plastics and the really terrible driving dynamics of a truck that's really outdated by about 25 years get it that'd be great (laughs) i i love the v8 forerunners because i think the fourth generation forerunner with the v8 and that four-wheel drive system is that's a genius vehicle you could do anything with it but you know then again that's if so you're expensive, uh, it, not only that to run it right if you're gonna wheel it if you're gonna take it off road twice a month you're gonna need to replace the consumables which generally are not cheap yeah because that's a lot of material right and a lot of shipping and not only that, you're paying out the ass for gas. <laughs> I drive a Pathfinder and gas. Yeah, you know. You have that 3.5 liter that just, like, yeah. you put fuel in it and it fucking it's, it's disappears. It's a thirsty boy. There's a hole in the bottom of that tank somewhere. I tell yeah. you what. No, I know. But the one thing, it also takes too fucking long to fill. I fucking hate it. I've spent so many years of my life riding a motorcycle, and that was a 15-second fill. Maybe 20 if it was particularly empty. Yeah, but that's a motorcycle. And it was, uh, it's, it was not just the price. Like, the price was nice. <laughs> but, God, the time that I got to get out and it's cold out and I'm filling up my fucking car. What's it, like a 70-liter tank? I think it's a 60 or 70. 60, probably yeah. 70. Yeah, probably a big old tank. Yeah. Sometimes, for whatever reason, different gas stations have different pump speeds. It's just like... Yeah. We got some shitty fuel here if you're talking about performance driving, which is a completely different <laughs> topic that I won't even go into because, like, hey, as you said, you try not to be angry about these things. I try not to be, man. The only way to not be angry about it is don't talk about it. Exactly. Well, I talk about it. I talk about it with people who know, and I talk about it with people who don't know. I realize the more I talk about it, the more I realize how helpless it is and just fucking... Like, I don't own any force induction vehicles. No turbos, no superchargers. Why? Because our fuel here sucks. Like, you go, like, five minutes across the border, and you have fuel that's way more consistent. It's way better for, like, turbocharged and supercharged motors that, like, the, they will run better. They will give you more power, and they will run safer. They won't blow up as much. And while we're here across the border, just using this absolutely garbage fuel, like they call it premium, but God, like that's it's oil just enough for you. That's yeah. America gives a lot more subsidies to the I oil know. companies, and here they like look at oil companies and just sort of throw up. Like, ew, we don't <laughs> want you here, but it's, uh, I, you know what? No, there's no point. <laughs> it, I'm not angry about it anymore. I've accept I accepted it a while, like a year. I actually recently accepted it at about a year ago. Well, fuel's just shitty here. <laughs> yep, fuel sucks here. It's expensive. You don't even get what you pay for. 
And but you can move somewhere else, and whatever's keeping you staying here is more important to you than the exactly. Of people. It is like any time, like any time I've gone traveling outside of BC, I always thought like, why am I here? <laughs> BC is so much nicer, you know. Like where where we live, we are so 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 lucky. We are so lucky. Yeah, man. Like just the amount of green and the amount of nature that surrounds us, and the amount of different biomes. <laughs> when I went to the North Island, I was in old growth forest. Yep. I was on coasts. I was on Gulf Islands. I was in the mountains. I was in mountain yep. lakes. I was in the snow. I was in a cave. <laughs> you cannot get that almost anywhere else in the world. Very few other areas that are you know habitable have all these places that you can just go to. There's deserts. You can get to yes. deserts. Oh, that's a chilly wind. That's probably going to be blowing out the mics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, I like the cold here. It makes me feel alive. <laughs> the pain makes me, reminds me that I'm well, still alive. It's not pain. It's just another way of being. Like, I'm not getting sick from this cold. Yeah, I'm I not, don't get sick from being cold anyways. No. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not, like, hurting myself. If anything, I'm improving my immune system and like metabolism and my metabolism i'm burning more burning extra calories exactly and it's healthy <laughs> healthy to live in vancouver well outside of vancouver don't live in vancouver that's not healthy oh, yeah. well i recently helped a buddy of mine buy a truck uh <laughs> a tacoma he loves it he, he loves it to the end of the world and i'm glad i was able to find a good one for him it was this really nice russian man who was selling it we checked it out, and it checked out real nice. He got a fucking killer deal on it. Nice. Considering today's market for Toyota Tacomas, mm. which is bonkers. And he lives, like, in Gastown. Oh. Uh... I'm like, I was going to ask him, why Tacoma for Gastown? He's like, oh, I'm going camping. I'm going off-road and stuff. Like, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Escape that shit, man. Got to get out, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't live in Gastown. That's, that's, <sighs> that's my shit. Dude, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, getting out there is it's worth it. It's something that not enough people appreciate, mm -hmm. and it's too easy to go out there, and be like, oh, I'm cold, I'm tired, I don't have reception. This yeah, you need to let all that shit go. Yeah, you don't need TikTok. Yeah, every fucking day of your life, it's just like <laughs> just sit and listen to the birds. Yeah, just like. Look at space. When was the last time you saw this much space? Yeah. How often do you see at a distance? Right? Mm -hmm. And the people who are backcountry, they're happy. They're people, those people are happy. Because they want to be there. They want to be, whether you're 4 by 4 or hiking or backpacking yeah. or camping, everyone wants to be there. Not like maybe not provincial park camping. People no. get dragged to do that enough. Yeah. But like if you're backpacking and you're like a 10-kilometer hike in, everyone there is super stoked about being there. Well, because you can't be if you don't. Yeah, if you're not super into being there, <laughs> you're not gonna be there. You're not gonna be there. You're not gonna get there. Yeah, that's a really great way to look at it. It's good for you. It is really good. It's therapy. I think a lot of things are so therapeutic. Like the human experience needs therapy. Like I love music. I love delicious food and beer and wine and whiskey and. Find something that connects you to your shit. roots. Yeah, and 
I don't know if it connects me to my roots, but it just gives me a sense of like, you know, life is good. And it is. Life is fucking good. Yeah. Even if it's shitty. Best time and the best place to be alive. (laughs) I'm going to say it. It is. You can say, well, like, in Scandinavian countries, they've got better social programs. Like, yeah. yeah, but they talk like this. Hi, <laughs> Liam, can you come to my car? I did talk at the ice off my car. You know, Finland, right? Uh, <laughs> it's also It's also all white people. Yeah. You get mono, monocultures like that. Yeah. We, we have a, we're very multicultural here. We are. Like, like, compared to a lot of the world. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not all white people there, but... No, but it's... It's majority. And the multiculturalism here definitely has its benefits. Food. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been to Richmond and just thought, like, I need to eat? And you'd be like, wow, I I would like to eat. Anytime. I've worked in Richmond, Yeah. and I bought a bike in Richmond. Hmm. And that's it. Yeah. I know people who've moved from, like, downtown Vancouver... We love that culture down there, like clubbing and bars and all that shit. You know, hey, it's fun. They like it. I like it, too, because they it. like it. But they've moved to Richmond. Why? Because it's just so much easier to eat out there. It's cheaper. The quality of food is generally higher. And, like, there's just so much availability, so many different cuisines. For some reason, it's the hub to eat. And, like, it's cheap. Like, you're not going to find anything gourmet there. If you're looking for gourmet, go to fucking England or France or Hong Kong. (laughs) Well, restaurant Gordon Ramsay or something, right? We're talking about like where the Michelin Guide goes, and then you're paying out the ass anyway. If you're, you know, if you're really wealthy, go for it. But for cheap, consistent, decent eats, Richmond is like. I know people who move there just like I, I can't move out of here because I eat out too much, and I love eating out here. They can eat completely different delicious cuisines every single meal (laughs) and i think that's pretty awesome (laughs) my friend was talking about how pissed off he was getting about being in vancouver and not being able to find like a place with good food for a reasonable price like he spent so much time traveling the world and pretty Mm -hmm. much everywhere he's been except vancouver or the lower mainland in general yeah there's like you can just walk into pretty much any restaurant and they have like three things on the menu and you're like, I want that. And you got a plate with just a pile of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like super cheap. Um, it's expensive to, to operate a restaurant here. That's, that's, that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Like the, the, it's cheap there because what we think of a dollar is very different yes. than what they think of a dollar. Exactly. It is expensive to live here. It's expensive. the, the food actually isn't that expensive here compared to other places in BC. Yeah. When, cause we, we like, we live right beside the ocean. Mm-hmm. We live, there's like massive amounts of farmland within yeah. an hour, uh, east and south of us. Yeah. Um, in the ocean, like even things that are coming from overseas, like there's an airport right there. Yeah. Um, but even just like directly, we, we have farms, <laughs> meat and veggies within an hour and we have the ocean. Uh, and food is just right there. Um, so it's, but like when you get into small towns and you don't have that, you're just like a mountain town. Mm-hmm. Maybe people catch fish out of the lake. Yeah. Like food is expensive. It's pricey. Cause they gotta, they gotta ship it. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta bring, like I bought, I bought like a veggie, sushi veggie platter and the Kootenays. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was like forty-four dollars. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. It's half a tank shit. of gas, man. It's like a dollar per piece of sushi. Like, oh, yeah. no, well, at least flat. you got a lot of sushi. Uh, <laughs> but like, it was, there wasn't even any meat on it. It was like yeah. cucumbers and yams. Yeah, you get enough protein for like a tenth of your day. Yeah, maybe. Uh, isn't protein great? Protein is good. I I increased my protein intake by like like I was like. You know, because, like, I intermittent fast a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to start maybe focusing. I eat so much salad. Mm -hmm. I eat so many veggies. I was like, I need to start focusing a little bit more on the protein. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of was like, stop being so concerned about the vegetables and started being more concerned about the protein. I gained, like, 10 pounds. Yeah. I think I was probably running on a protein deficit. Cause yeah, I was your doing body probably needed jiu -jitsu it. Jiu-jitsu twice a week. I was going mm -hmm. to the gym two or three times a week. I'd do, like, yeah, a you, weekly bike ride or a hike. That's a, like, that's a pretty highly active lifestyle, right? You need <laughs> like, the protein consumption. I, start, I started eating protein. I gained, like, 10 pounds in, like, a month. Yeah. I've kind of leveled off now. My jeans got tight in the hips. They were getting tighter before. but I, I don't think... wear jeans, man. I don't <laughs> fuck with them. They're, they're too, they don't feel good. I like the stretchy hiking pants. Yeah, I just got a pair. Just got a pair from Eddie Bauer. Yeah, they're nice. It's, you don't. I don't need anything else. Hiking pants and shorts. That's all I wear. And yeah. If it gets cold, hiking pants. <laughs> Eddie Bauer has these pants that are they're like chinos, and they're supposed to be really great for doing stuff outdoors. Mm -hmm. And they're like really comfy and flexible and. Yeah, cool. but then you're in chinos. <laughs> <laughs> but like if you have to go into work and you're like business casual but then you don't want to have to get changed yeah after that's it. true but i don't know i question it apparently the ethics of eddie bauer are a little questionable like as far as like dude sweatshops and sustainability if it is a large and, like, company you can't think about the ethics well, that's, that's why their stuff is so cheap it's high quality cheap stuff yeah, but it like it's not just like my rain jacket that i just bought is patagonia mm -hmm. and patagonia has a lot like the rain shell it's a three layer and it has their own like Gore-Tex style like mm -hmm. breathable waterproof membrane yeah. because Gore-Tex actually and Patagonia tries to do as much as they can to be a sustainable yeah. clothing and the company. entire outer shell all the nylon is made from recycled, recycled yeah plastics. okay but when you think about that they're still selling new clothes in order to grow as a company they need to sell new clothes that's the problem. But so they, also sell, they, also sell, they also sell used clothes. They do. If you want yes, a, if you want do. Patagonia stuff, they do that recently for cheap. They yes. they have this like used store where like if you decide you don't want it anymore or mm -hmm. you want to upgrade, you can send your old Patagonia jacket in. Yes, and they will right. give you They'll give you a credit. credit. Yep. Towards whatever you want to buy next, and then they sell that cheap. Yep. On their like mm -hmm. reuse site. It's true, but like I'm just saying, if it if it's any much of a large, that's the problem. With the like sustainability and companies, mm -hmm. those things do not go together. <laughs> like when you sustainability and profit. Yes, sustainabilities and profit do not go together. Companies need profit to to operate. You know, if if they're IPO or if they're public, then they they need to satisfy their shareholders. I, that's a rat race, right? <laughs> I came across this brand that's based out of Victoria. Yeah, um, Anion. No, oh, they're they're pretty. Good. I can't remember. I can't fuck what to call it. Mm, it's it's not. It's There's not a lot of hippy dippy clothing places. But it's been it's, it's it's been getting advertised to me, and it's like basically kind of trying to fill the niche of Arcteryx, yeah. but more lifestyle clothing, ah. just like hoodies and stuff like that. So Arcteryx. 
what Arct- <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. like a nine hundred dollar sweater, and it's like it's what Arcteryx's oh my God. thing used to be. It was yeah. like buy it and then never pay for it again. exactly. And buy you, once, the buy rest, once. You just keep keep getting a new one every time you burn it out. Yeah. And uh, um, it's like a hoodie subscription. It is. It's not, but it's a it's a one time. <laughs> It's a one-time payment, and like all everything they use is from sustainable. Okay. Like it's all sustainable wool. And they only get it from sheep farmers yeah, that pass certain certifications. That's what you're like, paying as much. Uh, that's it's literally as expensive as it can get. Yeah. Um, but that's what that's that's what you're saying. Like it's hard mm. to be sustainable and be profitable. Yeah. And to be profitable, you have to charge nine hundred dollars a hoodie. Yeah. And then people complain when like you see a pair of jeans at like one hundred twenty bucks. Like that's ridiculous. Yep, such is the world. Man. That's me though. Me too. I'm pay 120 bucks. No, for I ain't Get the that fuck shit. out of here. Yeah. Go to Costco. Thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm, I'm the same way. Like I believe in buying high quality clothing that you buy once, maybe twice if you have to, and just using it. Like these pants I'm wearing are like eight years old. You know they're faded a little bit, but they'll work for another ten years. This shirt from like fucking grade eight. I've had this for five years now. Yeah. It's all I wear during the summer. My summer outfit is it's this. It's summer shirt. And my, my gray pants. <laughs> and my, oh, yeah. I think my gray pants are done now. They got a, a couple too many burn holes in them mm. from the fire. Yeah. And they're permanently discolored. They're like bleached from the sun, but also permanently browned from dirt with a little bit of green around the cuffs from like plants that I've bought. Like <laughs> from all my hiking and biking and all that. Well used. Well used. They have yeah. earned, and they're still holding together. They're mm. just getting a little old. <laughs> I still, yeah. I'll keep wearing them, but I did, I did buy a new pair of pants. <laughs> yeah, and but I mean, yeah. Uh, the thing is, thrift like, stores and winners mm. get some good shit from there. If you, if you, if you go in without wanting a specific thing, yeah, and like know what brands are good. Dude, I hate cool. shopping. I think my mo- my biggest thing that I hate is shopping. Like, shopping for almost everything, except food. I really like getting, like, nice ingredients, nice... I'm the other way know. around. I love shopping Well, no, I, I hate, like, mall shopping. Yeah. But I'm at Winners, I'm like, I want this thing, and if yeah. I can get it for cheap. Yes. That's what I I'm like... Yeah. Like, Me too. Like, I know I need a, pair, a new pair of lightweight shorts. Oh, this yeah. is the short section. I'm just going to... My buddy used to work at Lulu, or he still works at Lulu, but he got this killer discount on this pair of shorts. It was like 25 bucks for like a $100 pair of shorts. <laughs> and I wear them all the time. Nice. And they show a little bit of wear, but they're such bulletproof, good shorts. And like... Lululemon makes good stuff for guys, and it's not advertised enough. Yes. They make good stuff, but I don't think it's actually worth the money. No. It's too expensive, man. <laughs> it's like you see a pair of shorts, a hundred bucks. Like, what the hell? This is like ten dollars in the. And it's like too expensive because it's not sustainable and yes. it's run by sweat people in sweat. Exactly. Like, <laughs> if, if you it haven't was sustainable, earned the it'd be eight hundred fucking yeah. dollars, right? So, yeah, it's it's a. I think the financial world is a problem. Yes, I, I think, think it's the biggest problem. I think that if you can spend your life staring at money. Yeah, and do that and make more money just by doing that. I think there's a problem. At the same think... time, I would love to be a day trader and make my living off of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do anything. I just have to look at. That's the thing. It's like, how are you contributing to society? You're not. It's a zero sum game. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the stock market is a zero sum game. Those who 
the equivalent, there's an equivalent winner and there's an equivalent loser. And I've always, like, since I was a younger, very young kid, I've, I've been fascinated by the stock market and, like, finance in general. Not because I wanted to do it or anything, but because it's just so bizarre. Like, you would think finance, oh, yeah, you're talking about money and savings. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how, you know, all these finance nuances that most normal human beings are just like, what the fuck is that? That's stupid. Mm -hmm. But it's a real thing, and it makes a ton of money, or it's a load of bullshit, or usually it's hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Load of money that you make, and a, a bunch of bullshit. Of bullshit. Yes. <laughs> and, like, I don't want to talk about GameStop. I... I, I I was a part of that because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> as um, long as you're not going in expecting to make money off of it. No, but like, the funny thing is I did. <laughs> and because of it, I bought a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> like, a car that I said I would never buy because, it, one, it's too expensive, and two, I can't run it because it's too expensive to, to maintain. But, you know, I had the opportunity. My buddy's dad, as generous as he was, basically gave the car to me for such a low price and I'm now able to enjoy it and like cream all over it basically because it's <laughs> it's like a dream come true and it's all thanks to a bunch of apes online <laughs> like, like let's boost GameStop stocks <laughs> yeah it's so fucking funny oh man I didn't know about it until it started showing up on mainstream news oh yeah you see I was when, like what the hell what is happening right now when Facebook investors started getting into it that's when a lot of problems started happening because people are like, I lost money. Like, yeah, because you're an idiot. <laughs> you, did you expect to make money off of this? Someone's like, yeah, I put $1,500 in. I thought it would be funny. And then I lost like twelve grand. I'm yeah. like, yeah. yeah what are you doing putting $1,500 into an internet joke? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they bought options. Because if you just buy the stock, you don't lose more than your than your initial investment. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. It's like, a buddy of mine recently bought options. He bought like, his maximum risk was low. It was like $1,500. His options became worth a cent as of Friday. It is a tough world out there. <laughs> but if his options did print, if if what he bought did become true, he would have like multiplied his money by 15 times. I've heard the story of someone who owned like, it was like $15. It was like, put like $20 into like Apple stocks. Yeah. And then like, uh, a year or two later, it was worth like $20,000 or yeah. $10,000 or something. And he just sold it and threw a giant fucking party with it with his friends. Just like, fucking, let's have a party. <laughs> 20 years later or 15 years later, whatever it was, that stock was worth $1.3 million. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so he threw a $1.3 million party. Hey, but that is... Okay, that is another part of that stock market game. If you think oh this will be worth it could be worth infinitely more money in the future than you hold then the company yeah. goes under or something then you screw yourself yeah. or if you sell too late you lose all that money it's it's just a yeah basically the stock market is great if you can tell the future some people are better at telling it than others nobody can though uh, unless you have enough money to basically create the future <laughs> unless you're 4chan or reddit it was reddit not 4chan well reddit is now the reddit. powerhouse of the internet it, 4chan think, has lost its place. Yeah. I think, like, that whole, like, GameStop, even Tesla thing, that like, to a lot of people, a lot of people made money and they were able to pay their mortgages and put it into the functioning part of the economy, especially the U.S. economy, because it's a U.S. stock. Um, that, 
I think was great and all, and it was a, you know, quote, victory, unquote, even though the cheaters are still cheating. Mm. Um, but it was nothing but a tiny blip on the financial radar. We, like, I thought it was going to be some sort of financial revolution. I was hoping it would be some sort of financial revolution, but that was being unrealistic. There's a lot of, like, a lot of people, like, you know, you get, like, millionaires who lost tons of money on it, like, just, like, Mm -hmm. and, like, oh, no, like, you know, everything's in shambles, you know, I've lost everything, and people are like, ha-ha, look at this stupid millionaire, lost all the money, doesn't know how to handle it. It's like, of fucking course, he had you just bets on a fairly stable world that you guys came and, like, flipped upside down. Like, rich people are allowed to freak out, too. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they're allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny world, man. The world of finances and everything. Like, the more you learn about it, the more you know that you don't know a single fucking thing about it. Oh, that's everything in the world, man. That's true. The only, the reason why I like to philosophize and pontificate is because I know at least with that, I, like, I'm not making myself, I'm probably making myself look like a fool, but I'm not yeah. talking about shit that I know for a fact that I don't know about. I do that all the time. I don't know anything, bro. I don't even know who you are. Wait. Huh? Where am I? Uh. <laughs> I just fade off. I just disappear. You're just sitting here. You're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where did this microphone come from? <laughs> am I talking to myself? There's, like, no people on the on the field. Yeah. I'm in my own private server. <laughs> I have an AK-47 in my It's like Gary's mod, T-posing yeah. with an AK-47 That's sticking right. out of your chest. <laughs> Hello? Reality is funny. Reality is funny. It's fun, though. We don't even know if it's real. Yeah, and I think if it's not real, we should really stop talking about it. Yeah. Because what do you do when your computer starts having becoming self-aware? You shut that shit down. Shut that shit off. You dog. unplug it and you yeah. take it to the bottom of the ocean. That's right. I used to just play games on you, motherfucker. I don't want none of this shit. Guys, like a goddamn. I just want to go vroom. I want to go blah blah blah. Oh, yeah. And on that note, <laughs> well, we can actually call it now. We're coming up on the hour and a half. Sure, there's a million topics that we started talking about and then got sidetracked because I didn't bring my pen and my notepad. Ah, next time. But uh, yeah, it's been great having you on. Thank you. And I'll definitely have you on again. Uh, Good conversation. Um, It's always nerve wracking. I think I knew you were going to be good because you have your YouTube channel. But sometimes you don't know. That red light goes on and people get weird. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm. I just pretend. It's just. It's just a conversation. It's just a conversation. If anything, it's weirder talking to a camera, talking about a car and how it feels. Nobody cares. Talking (laughs) to a camera is even weirder. Because you have to talk like there's actually someone on the other side of the camera. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's that's a learned skill. This is simpler. It's also easier when you're up here. You have this amazing view. The birds are singing. Beautiful weather. Just hanging out. Yeah. Children playing. Children playing. There's someone flying Not in a creepy way, though. I mean, no. Yes. Yeah. There's children playing games, not with themselves. Oh. <laughs> Why would you want that? Oh! <laughs> I'm not saying I want that. That's I'm just clarifying. Oh, oh, you said it That's like weird. You, like you, uh, uh, I'm saying it under my it. breath because I was being secret. Like nobody can oh. hear me, but I have a mic right by my mouth. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, lovely being here, man. Uh, yeah, it's always uh, nice talking. Thanks for coming. Uh, I'll definitely have you on again. You inspire me. You inspire and, me uh, as well, sweetie. We,
we can continue inspiring each other. And for everyone listening, get out and stop wasting those days. <laughs>